welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. It is episode number 40, and I can't believe we've come this far. 40 episodes, I only do once every two weeks, so we're over a year, almost a year and a half into this, and it is going strong. In fact, the last episode that we put out was my first interview with Danielle, who lost 140 plus pounds after having weight loss surgery, was my most listened to episode, which was really great because Danielle was awesome in it, and I'm so glad so many of you had a chance to hear her story and hopefully learn a few things from her. If you are a loyal listener, I want to thank you so much. And if you have actually listened to every episode, drop me a a message. I would love to hear from you, those of you who actually are that loyal, that you follow me and listen to pretty much every episode that I have put out over the, the time that, you know, when I started this over a year and a half ago. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you haven't yet reviewed it, you, you, I'm sure you know by now, when you, when you review a podcast, it gets pushed out to more people, more listeners, and all the work I put in these podcasts, of course I want people to listen and, and hopefully learn something from that. So if you haven't yet reviewed me, again, just a little reminder, drop that review really, really quick if you don't mind, especially if you like the podcast. Okay, this episode is going to be really fun. I'm going to dive into my frustrations as a dietitian in, in terms of how I get frustrated with my patients and my clients. And what I mean by that is over the last 20 years, okay, trust me, I don't get that frustrated. I mean, I love all my patients and clients and all I want to do is help them. So when I say frustrated, take that with a grain of salt. But what I mean by that is what are the things that I see often that get to me a little bit because I know that with further teaching and with further discussion, whatever the, my patient or client is either telling me or has done or is going to do is probably the, the wrong path for them. You'll see what I mean in a few minutes when I get into the, the meat of the uh, frustrations, so stay with me for that. And if you happen to watch the show Big Brother, you'll know that Julie Chen on the show, she's the host, says, but first, and here is my but first, let's talk about the difference between motivation and discipline. I want to touch on this for just a few minutes, so stay with me for this. And I want to shout out my uh, guest last week, Danielle, for reminding me while I was doing a support group locally last week, um, she was watching it live, and, and we were talking about motivation, and she brought up the fact that there is a little bit of a difference between me being motivated and being disciplined. And I knew that already, but I just forgot it, and I want—I I love that concept of motivation uh, versus discipline so much. Because I asked those in attendance for my support group what their level of motivation was on a scale of 1 to 10. And although there were some that did answer they had a 7 or an 8, many of them felt like their, their motivation level was very low. And I think you might agree that we we really do bounce around in our motivation. We can literally be highly motivated on a Monday and as low as you can get literally the next day on Tuesday. So in my opinion, motivation bounces so much and fluctuates so much, but you have this other concept, the concept of discipline that, again, thank you, Danielle, for this. Um, 
the discipline line kind of stays the same. It doesn't bounce too much, especially if you've mastered it and you don't let anything outside influences get in the way of what your brain feels like is a disciplined mindset. We are disciplined basically from childhood every morning to get up, get ready for school, brush teeth, take shower, consume hopefully a good healthy breakfast, discipline to pay attention in class, come home, study, do homework, maybe get a job. It's all about discipline, really, isn't it? But as we become adults and there's less people above us to tell us what to do, some of us can lose our way, especially when we can make our own choices that might be a little bit easier. So you have to be your own drill sergeant. You have to be your own disciplinarian. I know you know this. You don't need a podcast dietitian to tell you. However, reminding you of this is really important, especially if you find yourself kind of taking the easy route more often than not. For example, the discipline to stay up a little bit later, even though you're really tired, to maybe prepare what you are going to eat tomorrow versus the non-discipline mindset of, oh, I'm just tired, I'm going to go to bed and figure this out tomorrow, which for the most part, we all know that won't go very well. Of course, an exercise, the discipline to do the exercise despite being tired, despite having worked a long day, the part of your brain that tells you, eh, you, can, you could skip today, is very often going to win that battle unless you have that really good disciplined mindset of there is no option but to do it. So if you are not motivated, not disciplined, all at the same time, that's usually a recipe for, I don't want to say disaster necessarily, but if your goal is weight loss, if your goal is improved health, improved fitness, there's just no way you're going to have that with those two lacking in your life. So finding the motivation and or the discipline is your goal. Seeking out help in any way you can. Of course, self-motivating and self-disciplining is also an option for you, but Sometimes we need outside influences to help. Even listening to this podcast about discipline and about motivation could be the catalyst that you need once you stop listening to go off and get that fire lit under your belly again to really push yourself. Okay, as promised, let's jump into the meat of this podcast. And if you listen to me a lot, um, you hopefully find value in, in what I have to say. And a lot of that value comes with the fact that I've done this a long time. If you haven't heard a million times, I've said it, but about 20 years. So when I have things that I see commonly or that I have experienced, that's why when I say them, I think they provide a little bit more value versus somebody, let's say, who has only been doing it for a few years. So the first really frustrating thing that I see, and this is both in uh, applicable to my private coaching work and in in my patient world as a uh, full-time dietitian, it's that I feel like sometimes I'm treated like a diet. And what do I mean by that? I mean that somebody hiring a dietitian or working with a dietitian uh, views it on the same level as somebody going on a new diet. And if you've done a diet or been on something like a keto or something where you've been um, completely changed around your eating. You got really excited in the beginning, and that's what happens when a client will hire me 
and jump into working with me. And over a few weeks, um, the excitement gets a little bit less exciting. And uh, sometimes I'll find, that, of course, this isn't with every client or patient, but I find that um, I'm now being viewed as kind of not the shiny new toy anymore. So where at first my client or patient is listening to every word I say and writing everything down and, and, and very much open to, to doing what I ask them to do, uh, a few weeks later, I find that some of them are less open and sometimes in, in, in a weird way fade away. What's an example? Um, somebody who is struggling comes at me, maybe in my professional world, um, in my office, and needs help. They reach out to me. And they're like, I need, I need extra help. Okay, I'm, I'm of course willing to help. So let's, let's set up a time. Come in and meet me next week. Um, all I ask of you is that you give me a week's worth of dietary logs, just so I can assess where you're at with everything. So when you come in, we can chat about and look, look them over and see what we can do to improve. Person would be like, excellent. That sounds great. The day comes. I either get a cancellation. I get um, a no show. Or, or just something comes up and that gets pushed back. And then we reschedule it. Sometimes it gets pushed back again. And after the second time, I often don't hear from that person anymore. Uh, another example is somebody who actually hires me, pays me, and is really into working with me uh, for a certain amount of time. And as the time goes on, maybe a month, two months, even sometimes longer, there's less um, communication, there's less response, there's just less things that are going on with that that patient because in the beginning they were very excited, again, to work with me, but over time it just becomes less uh, less exciting, I guess. <laughs> not sure if it's me or if it's just the uh, human response to, again, the shiny new toy syndrome. Now, if somebody hires me, it's obviously my job to, to get them back, to make sure they don't fall away, and I do my best, I think I do my best, um, not always successful at it. Um, sometimes things come up and, and clients and patients obviously get busy with life and I become less of a priority for them. So, th so they might put me off and come back. But I think th the main thing I'm trying to say is the one thing that frustrates me is when somebody uh, wants help, reach out, reaches out for help, gets excited to work with me, and I think as much value as I provide, it, that, that's irrelevant, the... Uh, as anything, the excitement starts to go a little bit away, especially if the results aren't there right away. And then that relationship gets a little bit um, either severed or it's on pause or eventually just dries, dries up. So if you ever have any desire to work with a dietitian, a coach, anybody like that, I really do feel like it's important probably to start that relationship for a shorter amount of time, um, you know, one month or two months, maybe three months at the most just to make sure that you're compatible and that you, if you, you know, you hiring that person or working with that person, that you put the effort in so that everybody wins. You get the results you want, the coach, client, dietitian, obviously, I know I could speak for myself, feels great when, when we can help you and make sure you see your results. Okay, another thing that frustrates me, and this is kind of a mixture of frustration and it's my own problem, and this applies not only in my professional life, but also I think as a parent, is when I think I know what's best for my client, patient, or kid, but they they convince me that they are fine, they convince me that they're doing well, 
I don't want to step over that. I don't want to insult them by, by uh, basically acting like I don't believe them and, uh, and saying they're probably wrong or what they're doing is wrong. Um, I often sometimes will let it go. And more often than not, down the road, they'll come to me and they'll either say, you know, why didn't you say something? I, don't, I didn't realize what I was doing was wrong or I didn't realize that I was going down the wrong path where, you know, I, I wish you would have said something to me. And, um, you know, that gets a little frustrating because in hindsight, I wanted to say something, but something about how they acted or, or their attitude or, or, you know, what I was worried about offending them made me not say it. So, of course, I'm learning from that and I'm, I'm trying to be more bold and, um, you know, take risks, take chances. Yes, maybe insult somebody. Yes, maybe um, make somebody feel bad. But trusting my instinct and my gut that, that's, that it is for their own good, even though I'm not always 100% correct, but I think it's, it's better to be honest and give my straight-up opinion than keep it to myself and then one or two years later realize if I would have said something, their lives would have been greatly improved. So, of course, the frustrating part is just for me, um, if that does happen, wishing I would have said something earlier. And, and, and I learn every day and I improve every day. So that's something that I have to learn from. But, it, but if you are listening to this as a patient or a client or maybe even a parent, um, you know, I would just ask that you, know, you make sure that you are open to your health professional if they are working with you and, and just keeping an open mind. That's all you can do. And on a, on a third note, I guess is, this is number three, is when it's frustrating when somebody uh, truly believes some type of nutrition myth, some type of exercise myth that they probably saw or heard on the internet. And there's, you know, we all know there's so much BS out there. And they feel very confident in their knowledge of this. And when they present that knowledge to me that I don't believe in, it is um, quite frustrating because then I have to kind of work really hard to change your mindset, change that person's mindset uh, around what they actually thought was true and completely blow it up and start kind of laying the groundwork to build up their knowledge base so that we can really see results. So frustrating when somebody has kind of a, I don't want to say a brainwashed mind because I don't think it's brainwashing. I think it's just a lot of false information out there, but they truly believe it. So it's, so it's my job and my frustrating job to, to get rid of all that mindset and, and build a new one. You know, I think a good example of that, I think an example would be nice here, is when somebody just, just says off the cuff, let's say, um, oh, diet soda is a good one. I mean, there's a lot of controversy around diet soda, and you might even believe diet soda is quote-unquote bad for us. However, the research doesn't really support it. So somebody might spew that at me and be like, yeah, I know diet soda is bad, so you know, I don't drink that. And, of course, I'm not here to encourage anybody to drink diet soda, but... But I don't want to go down this path of, well, and then when I'll say something like, well, you know, it's really not so bad, the, the typical response is kind of just ignoring that because they're so convinced it is, and they kind of the person will move on from that. Or something like fruit, you know, fruit is bad, it's high in sugar, and when I say something like, oh, you can definitely eat fruit, you can have fruit in your diet, you can incorporate it, um, again, I, I, my common response to that I usually find is that kind of blow me off, you know, I've been told fruit's bad, I don't want to hear my dietitian tell me that now I can eat fruit, because that will have to change my whole mindset around, and I've already gotten, gotten into this mindset of not eating fruit. Okay, next up, number four, we're on number four now. <laughs> number four is a big one, and, and I don't, you know, this one might rub off on some people, 
I don't know, maybe the wrong way. However, it's really frustrating for me to put my heart and soul into a patient or client, really get to know them, really work with them for a long, sometimes long periods of time. Well, of course that relationship will end, won't it? I mean, it has to. I'm not, I don't work with anybody for years. When I go back to check in on that person after we've put all that work in, and whatever amount of time that has elapsed, they are back to where they were when we started, in a way. Now, I'm used to human behavior. I'm a human. I'm not perfect. There are things that I do that I know I shouldn't do. There are days that I don't have that are great, so I don't judge. However, I can still be frustrated when I feel like we've gotten this person to a whole new level, and all it took was that relationship to be broken or stopped, and that person to be left to fend for themselves, and unfortunately, they, they like a magnet, they were drawn back to their old lifestyle. And I'm always looking for new ways to counsel, and I'm always looking for things that work, that not only I've come up with on my own that I believe in that work, but also researching different ways to coach and counsel and, and different pieces of advice. That's what the experience helps me with so that I apply the advice to that specific person after I get to know them because my ultimate goal in working with anybody as a dietitian, usually in the weight loss industry, is weight loss success permanently. I am not interested in getting somebody to lose 30 pounds in three months and then gain it back later. That's not my goal. I'd rather that person lose 30 pounds in one year and keep that weight off forever than lose 30 in a month, I'm sorry, three months, and gain 30 back the next three months. Obviously, who would want that anyway? So I'm not interested really in working with somebody that wants that quick, um, quick, easy, well, not easy, but that quick success because I know 99% probably 99.5% of the time they're going to gain that weight back. They know it too probably, but they don't they think that this time will be the time it works. Much like a gambler. You know, the gambler keeps losing on bets, but this is the one that's going to strike it rich because there's always promise in the unknown. All right, let's make it an even five frustrating things and this podcast will be complete. Number five, this is huge. One of the most, most the biggest pet peeve, pet peeve, pet, pet peeve, frustrating. Two words ever put together in the human language in my world is, yeah, but. Say it with me. Yeah, but. Or you can even add in, I know, but. We all know that if you put those three letters together and form the word but, after you say something, you've complete, completely negated when you say I know or yeah, right? You understand that, I hope. So if I point something out to a patient or client and they, they nod their head and they agree with me and, and specifically what I want to talk about is putting yourself first, focusing on your needs, versus anybody else's needs, and this is where I get a lot of yeah buts from, when I have a client in front of me who has been floundering, struggling, putting on weight, health is declining, and all the people around them are doing great. Why? Because that client of mine is doing everything for them. I then confront my client on it, 
after I learn about this, tell them they need to start focusing more on themselves, and they'll say, yeah, but it's so hard. Yeah, but people need me. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. All of the time. And, and I, I try to point it out to them, of course, because some people will say that and not realize they're saying that. But I want you, as a listener of this podcast, to realize you're saying it to yourself. You don't need me to ask you. Because, let's face it, how many, how many people in your life are going to point out that you aren't being selfish enough, that you're saying yes too often to people, and you're not saying no enough? You might have a, a cool friend, but that's about it. So you kind of have to say it to yourself and then share it with others with a confidence behind your words that things have to change. All right, I lied. I got one more. Let's call this the honorable mention complaint. Okay. Um, really quick, it is that I feel like when somebody's working with me or in, in a capacity of weight loss with a health professional, that they're going to put that person first. They're going to make sure that that person or that company is dominant in their life. So when I do a local support group and announce it to 3,000 people and one, let's say 50 people say they can come, and then the day of the group, five to 10 people show up, it never fails. It always happens to me. I'm happy those five or 10 people came, but um, it is just, it's just never, it's never any frustrating thing for me because I thought at least, gosh, 30 to 40 would come because of all the work that goes behind preparing. And, and of course, you know, you think you'll have a big audience for what you want to do. And that, and that goes back to, you know, appointments, a lot of no-shows to appointments that, that you make that you think the person will come to. So overall, the frustration around a certain percentage of people saying they'll do it, com- saying they'll commit to it, but at the end of the day, they, they don't show up in a percentage that I would find kind of acceptable because the percentage is probably all the way down in the 10% to 20% area where it should be like 70 to 80% of those who commit to something will be there. So I think that that probably has a lot to do with the person's um, feelings about themselves, about maybe they feel like they just aren't um, in a place where they're going to be successful, so they talk themselves out of showing up, or they're, they're, they have some anxiety about being in groups, or they just feel like they're wasting my time if they're not ready to commit. I get the, I get all of that. So I, I guess my frustration is that I know I can help them, and I can't help them if they don't tell me or they don't show up to the groups. So if that's you, then hopefully you'll think about that next time the uh, moment arises. All right, so I hope that if you got this far and you listen intently, you can take some of my frustrations and, and the typical things that I see and, and look at yourself and see if any of those apply to you and see if you can improve upon those. Because all that matters first and foremost is your health. And if anybody's podcast, including mine, any little tip lingers in your head for a little bit longer than normal, then I've accomplished something and you've accomplished something by listening. And that's really what this podcast exists for. So I thank you for listening. Grab me, uh, throw me a review. I beg you, I need one. So if you like this podcast, go down to the Apple area where you can review me 
and just give me a star rating or give me a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. Always appreciate it. So thank you so much. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.